Well, the whole Surrey 6 investigation and trial is back in the news this morning, all because of a decision by the Supreme Court of Canada that just happened an hour or two ago. What does all of this mean? Well, we turn to the expert for this. Kim Boland joins us now, crime reporter for the Vancouver Sun, who has been following this story for years. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Simi. Okay, can you explain this to us? What happened this morning? Well, the Supreme Court of Canada rejected an appeal uh, by B.C. prosecutors uh, to overturn a decision that came in January 2021 of the B.C. Court of Appeal. The B.C. Court of Appeal agreed with defense lawyers in the Surrey 6 case that the original trial judge should have held what is called an evidentiary hearing on allegations of police misconduct. In fact, that judge did listen to those allegations, but only in submissions from the lawyers. They had wanted to bring, uh, bring witnesses, bring more evidence about this misconduct, which they said was so egregious that the charges against the two killers should be stayed. So it's a very discreet point. We're going to have this hearing at the B.C. Supreme Court level as ordered by the Supreme Court of Canada. However, right now, uh, the two men who were convicted are still convicted killers. There was no decision to set aside uh, that original verdict. It's only that they have the one remaining killer, because one has in fact died in prison, will have an opportunity to argue for a stay nine years after his conviction. Okay, so that means that this hearing is going to go ahead. What do we expect to happen at this hearing? Well, like I said, we already had sort of a mini version of it back in the fall of December 2014. So I expect that we're going to hear yet again about the misconduct related to four of the integrated homicide investigation team members at the time. Uh, they, three of them were convicted of obstruction of justice related to this conduct. Uh, they were flying to meet potential witnesses in the case. Some of them had uh, sex with some of these potential witnesses. Uh, they were partying. Uh, they were um, alleged to have misused police funds because, of course, they weren't actually doing their police business at the time. So I think that the defense lawyers would want to call uh, these officers, the three who are still alive, they're former officers now, and see what they have to say about this. And perhaps there will be other evidence uh, that was used in the prosecution of these three officers that will be brought forward in this new 36 hearing. You raise a good point, though, about, first of all, this has gone on for so long, I can't believe we're still talking about this mm-hmm. case. Uh, but so what was the fallout from that? Like, you talk about the police misconduct, like, those are just shocking things that kind of happened during the investigation here. What was the fallout for the officers involved? Well, they're no longer officers, for starters, and there were criminal convictions, although they didn't have to go to jail. They got conditional sentences. But, you know, three members or former members of IHIT uh, were convicted of obstruction of justice. They lost their jobs or they quit their jobs. Um, you know, and it was a very disgraceful conduct uh, that we learned about at the original Surrey 6 trial. Uh, of course, you know, I talked to Eileen Mohan, who lost her son Christopher, a bystander who got dragged into this terrible slaughter way back in 2007. That's what we have to remember is the trial ended in 2014, but these families of the six victims, you know, have been living this since October 19, 2007. Right. So it's a long, long time. You know, Kim, when you say that date, I still can't wrap my head around it, that it was that long ago and this is still going on. I know. Exactly. So, yeah. So I talked to Eileen Mohan and she's obviously devastated uh, that this is happening. She said, 
you know, these were, you know, three officers. They're no longer there. And the, the vast majority of the dozens and dozens of officers who worked on this case were really good, did a great job in their evidence, you know, supported uh, the convictions that came in 2014. So, you know, it's it's going to be upsetting for all the family members, without a doubt. But it's, it doesn't mean that the whole case is going to be tossed. You know, that, I suppose, is, you know, one possible outcome of this evidentiary hearing. But it could also just be that the convictions are upheld uh, once it goes back to the B.C. Supreme Court level. Right. So the point here, though, is that the defense counsel wanted a chance to question uh, some of the witnesses about this potential police misconduct. Right. And other defense lawyers that I've talked to today, they're saying this is a significant Supreme Court of Canada decision for all cases, because it means that if defense lawyers bring an application related to, you know, some alleged misconduct, there has to be a full hearing at the time, not just sort of a little cursory review of what went down and a judge's decision, right? So this probably will have more impact on other cases going forward. Uh, But right now, obviously, uh, you know, it's big news that the worst gangland slaying in BC history is going back to court so many years after it happened. Oh boy, it sure is. All right, Kim, thank you for explaining it to us this morning. Thanks very much for having me. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, there's an explosion. Oh my god, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.